Happy Friday, world. Welcome to the How I Built It podcast here at the Lister Pro Studio in Tempe, Arizona. My name is Andrew Agostiniak. I'm the branch manager for the Gilbert branch at People's Mortgage. Um, we had an episode on Monday. I hope you caught it. Um, and it was an awesome episode. I'm excited for today's episode. Today's more real estate related and in kind of my industry, um, reeling it back. On Monday, we had a family-owned um, heating and cooling company. So make sure to, to listen into that and hear the story. If you've never tuned in to the How I Built a Podcast, so this podcast is built around our community. Um, there's a bunch of podcasts out there that that talk about you know the Fortune 500 CEOs and big, big national corporations and their stories, but it's hard to sometimes relate to those people. And so, sure. so me being in this community and, and having my little family run uh, branch and mortgage team, um, you know, shopping local, supporting local businesses, networking, referral. And we were just talking about old school, which we'll talk about today with my guest, who I'm going to introduce you to in a few minutes. Um, but the community is so important, referring people to each other and networking and growing each other's businesses and keeping it in this community is so important. So this podcast is about you, the people in this community and their journeys, their stories to hopefully inspire other people who may be stuck in something that they don't enjoy doing or they, they're they in that nine to five job that they just hate. Life is not supposed to be something that you hate doing every day. Um, and so if there's somebody out there who needs that little bit of motivation or they wanna see somebody or listen to somebody who's actually doing it, living it, but they can relate to them because they're literally in this community with them, um, maybe that's that little bit of, of hope and motivation that they need. So that's what this podcast is built around. So we're on Facebook Live. If you're watching, you're obviously noticing it's on Facebook Live. Um, but we're also on Apple Podcasts. A lot of people listen to podcasts in, in passing um, while they're driving. I listen while I'm driving all the, all uh, every time I'm driving. So if you want to listen on your phones, in the car, Bluetooth, make sure to subscribe to our Apple Podcast um, on your devices. We're not on Android yet, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, before we get the show started, we always got to give a quick shout out and some love to our sponsors. So first we have Empire West Title, Seth Banda, if you need a, an, a title rep or anybody to help you in your business or just title company in general, make sure to call Seth. And then next we have Abe Bodden from Insurance Professionals of Arizona. Abe's awesome. So if you guys need a quote or anything like that, call Honest Abe. And then last but not least, Platinum Home Warranty, Yvonne Hunter, which is the reason why Scott's on the show today. Um, if you guys need a, a need to buy a new home warranty because most people forget that they own a home warranty and then their AC craps out, especially going into the next summer. Make sure to start to, to take care of that and get your home warranties either renewed or purchased. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show. You guys are awesome. These sponsors have been with me for multiple years now, and, and I thank you guys for everything you do. Obviously, this show is brought to you by my mortgage team, the Augustina team of People's Mortgage. If you need help with any of your um, home loans, refinancing, purchasing new property, let us know. And then thank you, Lister Pro Studio, for producing such an awesome show. All right. Game time with our guest today. So today we have Scott Cook from Remax. Yep. Uh, ranked six overall for all Arizona Remax agents, right? 
Correct. Did I get that stat right? You did. I yeah. wanted to say like the world, like six <laughs> Remax agents. And Remax has be, a lot of agents. I couldn't do this show if it was in the world because it's not <laughs> local, right? That's true. <laughs> um, but Remax has a lot of agents. So in Arizona, I that's a, that's a big stat. Yeah. Was that a, is that a goal of yours? It has like, well, how did, how did that come about? You know, that was never a goal. I never, I never sought out to, oh, I want to be ranked number one or, or whatever it was. It's just happened over the years and, and, uh, it happened organically, I guess you could say. Obviously I set goals yeah. every year, uh, but that was never one, but you know, it's, uh, it's very humbling. Like you said, there's a lot of, a lot of agents, I think. I mean, Remax, the slogan's still true. Nobody sells more real estate than Remax. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of probably the biggest brokerage in the state. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so we want to go. So so we, I told you a little bit about this podcast, and Scott was asking me, should I have something to repair? And I was like, no. Like that's the beauty of this podcast, is that it's 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 imp- imp- impromptu. It's whatever we decide. We might get on a tangent. So I want to rewind it back, and I want to kind of build the foundation. I always tell people. Like when they're building their business or when we're, we're, we're telling a story, we want to build the, the foundation. So like, where did you come from? Where'd you grow up? How'd you meet your wife? Yeah. Like, give us the whole story. Um, so I grew up here. I grew up in North Mesa, um, Lehigh, if you're familiar with Lehigh. So kind of a little farming settlement down in North Mesa. Um, and I grew up working every day. Really? I mean, just my dad always said, you can go do whatever you want and just get your stuff done first. Okay. Um, and so I would be up, you know, my friends would be eating fruity pebbles and watching cartoons Saturday yeah. at 8 a.m. And I'm up at 6 a.m. Um, working so that at 3 we could go do something fun. Yeah. Um, and so I learned hard work that way. Um, like what was like what was your what was your task or what was your chore that you had to do? Oh, what wasn't my chore? Everything. So I'm the I'm the youngest in my family. And so everybody moved out and I was left to manage two acres by myself. So mowing, trimming, uh, grass, trees. Did you at least have the the riding lawnmower? I did. Okay. Yeah. That was a little bit fun. Oh yeah. I I don't know that I would count it as fun. <laughs> um, at first it was fun. Yeah, but it, I mean it was just the yard alone took about three hours. On a lo- riding lawnmower. On a riding lawnmower. Oh my goodness. Just, right. just the yard, and then from there that's just the start of Saturday stuff. So. Okay. I learned how to get dirty. <laughs> yeah, unreal. So then, all right. So you grew up in Mesa. Yep. Um, and then what happens? Like, where do you go from there? So from there, I went on a mission from my church for two years to Guatemala, and okay. came home. Uh, started school at ASU, and met my wife. I'd been I'd been dating and trying to trying to um, find a wife, and it just wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> and so I took a break. I was like, I'm done. I'm done dating for a bit. I'm just gonna do my own thing and focus on work and myself and my family okay. and kind of set some goals in, in that regard. And what did you go to college for? Uh, communications. Okay. So I started, um, real estate when we get there, um, was, wasn't the, the goal when I started out, which I feel like so many people in, in real estate industry, whether it be mortgage title, insurance, <clears throat> home warranty, anything like and a lot of times when i sit down when I, when I have coffee with somebody i haven't done business with or anybody like that i i rarely actually talk about mortgage and business i i i'm an, i'm not salesy you know and sure. so when when i'm trying to connect and build relationships with people 
most of the time just sitting, getting to know each other because at the end of the day, you're going to do business with somebody you, you have fun with or at least can have a conversation and, yeah. and, and feel comfortable with. So that's my advice, number one. That's just a tangent of, of if you want to build relationships, don't try to sell every, but every single person on what you're doing. But, um, but a lot of the conversations, it's crazy how many how many well actually zero people would say i grew up wanting to be a real estate or mortgage yeah. or a person you know like stuff like that so it's so true yeah and i think you said something super important about who you want to do business with yeah you want to be able to have a relationship with them um, but trust is so key as well and then you said um that you don't look at it as a sales business and i think that is one of the most important things i don't view Someone else might view my business as a sales business, yeah. but I don't. Yeah, um, I view it as a results and service-based uh, industry. Yeah, people know when they're getting sold. No one wants to be sold. Yeah, um, and so I've my goal has never has always been from day one to not be a salesman. You know, when I have a when I'm selling a listing, then that role reverses. You know, and you yeah. have to. Um, but for myself, it's it's based off of service and results. Yeah, which is which. I'm sure people who know you is just like, yeah, like that's why we like Scott. So, but like, all right, so we'll we'll rewind it back to college. So yeah, you graduate for college, and then how do you go through? What what experience do you have before you start this whole journey? Yeah, so I was at ASU for a BIS in political science and business. Yeah, and. Um, I had mentioned that I'd gone on a mission for my church. And so when you're on that mission, you know, it's two years of just solid dedication to God and other people serving. Yeah. And you have a real sense of I'm making a difference in the world. I'm doing good every day. And I came home and I was going to school and I was working as a teller at Wells Fargo. And I felt like doing nothing, yeah. even though I'm I'm at school full time, working part time. You know that's a that's a lot, but for me, just coming home from two years of nothing but service, it's like man, I'm going nowhere with my life. I've been yeah. home for like six months. Yeah, which is exactly like that. That comment right there is exactly what I'm talking about. It is like this is all built around somebody who has experienced that emotion and changed it. And there's so many people who have that feeling in life. So I can't wait to, to get to the next part. So go. But I just wanted to, to point out that like that comment, you you were there. You were in this stuck in a place where you just did not feel fulfilled every single day just going in clockwork. Yeah. So I decided, you know, I'm going to start. I'm going to start something. And so I shouted a few different people, um, two of which being my brothers in their industries and um, decided, you know what, I like real estate and I have a brother, Justin, who does that. And so I said, hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get my license and start doing that. We'll see where it goes, but still my end goal is is what I'm going to school for. That's what I wanna end up doing. But you were still in school while you figured out you'll get your, your license. Yeah. Did you still keep the teller job? Um, until I, so while I was in real estate school, yes. As soon as I was done with real estate school, no. Um, okay. So I started doing real estate. So school, ASU, full-time still in real estate. Um, and I just, it just kind of kept going. And I, I did change my degree to communications um, because at some point I decided I'm going to do this. Yeah. Forget the other stuff. This is what I'm going to do. 
And so I switched um, and got out. Got I graduated and then just focused on real estate from there. How was your first year? Rough. <laughs> like, did you, like, were you, because obviously, and I don't know how it was like when you started, but were you, did you just start getting sold everything from like places like Zillow and stuff like that? Or like, what did you do? How did you, like, did you try, what did you try? What did you fail at? So it, it's been a long time. I mean, it's been 14 and a half years. Yeah. Um, and so those fir- my first two years, I was still finishing at ASU. Um, and so I didn't do a whole lot. You know, I could, then I would do a deal like every three months. Yeah. Which for a kid just out of college with not married, no kids, yeah. you know, that was sufficient. Oh, that was big time right there. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so how, you know what happens a lot though is like you were you were young, starting real estate, going to school. A lot of new realtors that that meet me and have coffee and you know try to learn or we, we try to see what we're going to do business wise. A lot of the times I'm I'm we talk about you know business and their their main thing as a young adult in real estate is nobody's going to take me seriously. So how'd you overcome that? Yeah, so I have actually a specific story on that. Um, well, I guess a couple. So one is this. Okay. Um, I have a baby face, and I look like I'm about 18 years old, especially when I'm a little overweight. This is like why I, I don't am. shave down to the skin. <laughs> there you go. I, my beard doesn't come in good, so it just doesn't work for me. Um, but one thing I did was I said, you know what, I'm going to wear a tie. And, you know, when you wear a tie, you look a little bit more professional. Yeah. And so I started wearing a tie every day and I got a lot of flack for it at the office. Like, what are you doing wearing a tie? And it's just, it just stuck. And yeah, now that, thing. and now that I'm established, um, and I've been doing this for a while, I still wear the tie. Um, not, not as much now because my neck area has gotten a little bit bigger. <laughs> Don't grow a beard. It'll be, it'll be worse. <laughs> um, but that's still part of me. And I also, I find that I'm actually more productive um, when I put on the shirt, button it up and put the tie on. Nice. Um, the mindset changes. It just, it kind of flips of, hey, this isn't a job. This is a career. And, and not only that, but I'm here to help those who have trusted me to help them. Yeah. So it, it helps me to focus as well. That's good. It's your thing. It's your thing. It's like, and people by now, they probably just like they look at you and they recognize you by the way you dress or the way you act or the way you talk. It's same thing like when people ask about the polo, like they know me by my polos or stuff like that. Like there's little there's little things that make us who we are. And they and those are the emotional things that people remember us by. And I always tell people like, you know, big picture, like people, people don't remember the big process they don't remember every single aspect of buying a house with you or getting a loan with me or whatnot they remember these little things that have occurred or they, they might remember that certain tie that stuck out to them like it's weird but that's what the human no, that's, that's what the human emotion be or the, the psychology behind customer service industry um is it's just like little emotions that that something you did or something you wore or something that brought somebody joy or something that brought made them laugh is a certain thing that they remember years from now when they are referring you to customers or or calling you to buy another house like that's just the reality so it's it's cool that you have like like you look back and you're like this is this was my thing 
Yeah. So then, all right. So then, your first year, like, did you have that one that one deal that just went south? Yes. Let me let me double back though to your last question. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to my to my dad real quick. Okay. So how I overcame being new, you asked, and and you know I didn't know anything. Yeah. I my brother who I mentioned earlier was awesome about fielding questions and helping me through problems when I first got started. Is he still in the industry? He is. Okay. And the cool thing is, so our offices are right next to each other. Our doors are next to each other. Okay. And we will walk back and forth to each other's offices and, hey, I've got this situation going on. I'm working through it. How to look at it from your angle. How would you approach it? How would you resolve this issue? So it's cool that we can now, you know, now we help each other. It's not just him helping me. Wait, now I think I I is your brother Justin? Yes. Yep. Okay. He's big in um in that community off Germain and uh Val Vista. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's yep. still there. Yep. Yeah. I remember I I remember seeing his stuff all over the place. Yeah. All right, yeah. keep going. So yeah, he does a great job. Um so I was sitting in a let's see, it was a World War Two vet's home. Okay. He was in his, I would say, seventies, he and his wife, and we're sitting at his dinner table. And I had been referred to him from his grandson, okay. who was a friend of mine. And so we're sitting at the table. I go over my listing presentation. And for me at that point, this was going to be my biggest transaction. It was like $360,000. Okay. And I was just so excited. You know, someone, the chance to do a big home, uh, just thrilled. And he says, I love everything that you've said. You've addressed every concern I have. I really like your strategy. I admire your tenacity. But I have a question that I'm still struggling with. And I say, hey, go ahead. And he says, why would I trust you to sell my home when you have, and these were his words, when you have less experience living than my previous realtor has in the industry? And I knew his, I knew who his previous realtor was. Yeah. And he was a big shot. He yeah. was a big guy at the time. And I said, I don't have an answer for you. The only thing I can tell you is I will be more honest and work harder than anyone else. And that's just how I was raised. That's what my dad taught me to do. And he said, who's your dad? And I said, Harvey Cook. And he said, where do I sign? And that was all I needed was this is, this is Harvey's son. I'm good. And so that has stuck with me yeah, that's from, awesome. from that day. And I, I mean, I get, I'm, getting semi-emotional thinking of it because that was big for me yeah and i want to be able to give that to my son jackson cooper and rockwell that hey when they get started in business whatever it is oh your dad is scott cook yeah yeah what do you need or yeah i can i can trust you yeah let's do this that's it was it was amazing and is that is that a client that you still talk to now so he's they've passed on okay um but yeah, we we maintain a relationship up until he passed. Wow, yeah, that's which was awesome. about four years ago. But it's it's so it's awesome because emotionally that that is one thing in your career that will always stick out is that conversation with that yeah. client who who appreciated your honesty, but also the foundation the foundation that that was you built and you took it to your business. And like in our business, there's so many individuals who may not have that type of foundation set you know there are a lot of people who just chase the dollar and they chase they they may not do what's best for the client or anything like that and 
or, or they go for, or you might have clients who don't hire us or don't use me for a loan because in a certain situation, we're not the cheapest. And, but, sure. but it's, it's so, it's so it should be motivating to hear a story where this individual chose you technically the underdog. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. It, it to, to, to be hired to sell this house because of your, your want and your drive to, to do it and work hard for them. So it's so awesome that somebody, somebody actually took that and respected. They didn't just go for the most experienced or they didn't just go for the cheapest. They went for somebody who like cared enough and like it was going to make an impact in their, in your life, which it has. That's yeah. so awesome. Sorry. So then what? So then your, your first year is done. You're still in school. What happens after you graduate from there? Did you want to do did in your head? Did you think like, oh, I'm going to go get a different job. Did you have, or was real estate, like when did real estate just turn in from your, your job while you're doing college to I'm doing real estate always? Yeah. So there was a, a very defining moment later in my career, but um, the simple act answer to your question is probably about four years in. Okay. I, I decided, you know, this is what I'm doing. Um, it's been it's been successful. I've been able to help people. I've enjoyed helping people, and it's it's neat to see them grow, be part of people's families. You know, I've been invited to all kinds of random family activities for other people just because they've allowed me into their family, yeah. and they felt comfortable enough to do that, which to me is one of the ultimate compliments. Yeah. Um, so about four years in, I just said, you know, this is I've been doing this. This is working. I enjoy it. I'm going to stick with it. But then seven years in was a, uh, um, I guess, a come to Jesus moment, Okay. if you would. I was actually getting out of real estate about seven years ago. Okay. Um, this is getting interesting. Yeah. Um, this is getting spicy. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, was, I was unhappy, and I was feeling just down, and I think everyone goes through that. Yes. Um, grass is greener kind of thing, you know, and this, and, and, and I know you, you experience it in your industry and you probably see it in mine. If you do this business the right way, meaning not, it's not about just making money, but about taking care of people. It is a hard business. It is a very hard business. It is taxing. It is exhausting. It's very rewarding, but it is a hard business. I think the hard part is that you you have the intention or or say, like if you have that bit that foundation set that I'm in this to help people I don't if I lose deals it's okay and I and I have that mindset too like you know newer newer people become desperate or they're like God I gotta close this deal and yeah. like I I told a client actually yesterday that shopped me against an online lender and who knows what state and i was very honest with them and i said hey listen like i've put in a lot of time with you and you know i said i said they're just undercutting me and they're a call center and some who knows online place you might be talking to somebody in india yeah and i was like yeah they're they're saving you 30 dollars more but i'm i'm still saving you 300 dollars a month and and I was just like, hey, listen, like I'm just not a call center. And I, you've asked me so many questions and I've helped you throughout this way. I talked to you after hours. I put in this time because I care about you. 
but I just can't go that low. Like I have, I'm a family run branch. I have a family like weird. We don't run on super thin margins. And I was like, but you keep saying how appreciative you of are of our service. And, uh, I, I let him, I let him go. And I said, I, I'm sorry. I just can't like our, this is where we are. And it's still a great situation for you, but you're, you know, you just, just want a little bit more. And I let him go. And it's, it's, it's hard because for you and me, our business model is a hundred percent referral. And we, we rely on, on helping others. And we're, we want to be there for life for this individual. Whenever they need us, they call us. But the taxing part is the other side, the customer is you have a variety of the customers who appreciative or pre, are appreciative of that, but then there's a whole lump sum of people who aren't appreciative of it, and that's where it gets sure. really taxing because our gut tells us that we want to help them no matter what, but then you get the people that you put so much time and effort in, and they could give a crap, and that's where it gets taxing. Yeah, and even just the, you know, along the way of, um, I don't I don't know all the ins and outs yeah. of of yours, but of your industry, but you know, with me, it is a, I'm strategizing the entire, from start to finish of, okay, where can we get more? Yeah. You know, where could we get an extra hundred dollars for the client? And it's just the whole way through, if something doesn't go right in inspections or who knows what, um, you know, just my, my goal is always, and typically it, it does happen this way of, problems happen in every transaction. Yeah. No, no transaction is entirely seamless. Some are a lot easier than others, but I I try to fix the problems before they get to the client so that they don't ever know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll let them know that, hey, this happened and half the time they don't even know. Yeah. Um, But there's just so many areas where it it can be difficult. So I was at that point where I was just kind of burnt out. Yeah. And I, uh, I was still doing everything full time. I wasn't, I wasn't taken away from my real estate business but I was up late at night studying and I was gonna go do financial planning. So I'd taken all the life insurance exams. I had taken- Oh, you're the, like legitimately out. I was legitimately out. Wow. Um, I had a position lined up with an office um, at a local, a local investment firm. Um, and um, I, was, I had studied past all the annuities and, and mutual funds tests and I was starting the process of, if you know what series seven yep. test is. So I was starting that process. And I was making the change at the new year, and it's December, um, and it was about two weeks out, and I was just so anxious, just so anxious, and not a good anxious, like not a good nervous energy. Yeah. Um, and just was doing a lot of praying and and uh, and searching for answers of is this the right thing? Because that's a big change, especially the amount of time and and business that I had built. Yeah. And, I, and there was also a feeling of guilt of leaving my clients who've trusted me of how are they going to feel? Are they going to feel like I abandoned them? I don't, I don't want them to feel that way. Yeah. Um, and I trace it back to my dad stopped it at our house. Um, and I have no, no doubt that he was inspired to stop by. Yeah. He was at, a, at my siblings' home in Gilbert and they were on their way home just made a detour to our home in Gilbert said, Hey, we, we don't really have any time. We just wanted to come by and, and say hi real quick. And they're standing at the door in the rain and like, ah, oh, we can't come in. We got to go. It's like, dad, I need you to come in. Can you come in? And like, okay. Yeah. We just got a couple minutes. And so they came in and I sat down with my dad for a few minutes 
and he left and he didn't say anything to me of you need to do this but my answer was crystal clear of you need to stay in in real estate and from that day um i have been i mean it was like that i've been happier was there one thing like that stood out no um no not necessarily um just uh when he left i i knew and and i think a lot of that had to do with the soul searching and prayer that had gone into it and i'm I'm a religious guy and so i rely on that type of thing quite a bit yeah um and uh i think i think our conversation um and all that kind of culminated in that moment and i realized the grass isn't necessarily greener yeah. Every every industry, just like most people look at real estate and they see the pretty picture from HGTV and they think that grass is greener, right? That um, grass is just synthetic and fake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and uh, from, from that point, I have been um, markedly more happy um, and carried less of a burden, I would say. And my business has done better as well. I've been, I've been extremely fortunate in that area of every year that I've been in the business, even as the market went down every year, I've done better. And I, I had just, I have amazing clients. I really do. Was there, and I guess after that time, there still have, is there anything that you do? Because I think you're like, you're saying, yes, everybody feels burnout in some way shape or form what have you done to be proactive in staying ahead of that uh, from goal wise or just doing things fun or family wise like what's your what do you do that that keeps you from ever getting there again that's a great question so i've always set goals um i was taught to set goals and um Early in my career, I never rewarded myself for meeting those goals. And in the last, about, about that time, um, I've learned to reward myself if I hit, if I hit my goals. Um, so one year it was, I've always wanted a Harley. Okay. And I've got a Harley. And you did it? <laughs> I th- that's so interesting because you, a lot of people do, they don't. You're right. There's yeah. some people who reward themselves too much. <laughs> yes. And there's some people who don't reward themselves and, and, it sounds like you found the happy medium of just like doing it enough to where you keep going. Because I feel like if you do too much or too little, it actually, you'll get burnt out. But if you find that happy medium, it's like a dog, like emotionally and psychologically, just like training a dog with, to do things by, by reward, we're all the, all the brains work the same way. And it's like, psychologically, it sounds like you found that medium. Like, do you, and do you like, what's another reward? Um, Trip with my wife anywhere she wanted, and it was anywhere she wanted because she puts up with a lot. Yes, um, I'm I'm a lot to take in, meaning I'm <laughs> difficult to live with. <laughs> um, I'm I'm particular. I can be stubborn, um, and she's amazingly patient and wonderful. But on on the business side of things, she puts up with a lot. We've got four kids. Yeah, and I am gone a lot. Yeah, um, I uh, I just. I posted on on social media. I think it was last night um, or the night before. I kind of snuck into home from my office office. I snuck into the house, snuck mm-hmm. into my home office, and I wanted to knock out some more work things. Yeah. 
um, before I I sat down at the d dinner table or went and found the kids to wrestle with them, and one by one, every everyone in the family made their way into my office, <laughs> just because I'm not there so much. Yeah. You know, they want to be there. They want to see dad. Yeah. And my wife sitting on the floor eating whatever dinner she had made and. And it was just kind of funny that it was one by one. They slowly made themselves in, all sat next to mom on the floor. and <laughs> It's amazing. And I think the spouse thing, so touch on that for a second because we I talk to individuals and I see people who, who leave the industry or they might get into the industry. And I had a question from, from somebody just last week who's looking to get into a a type of uh, position like you and me where we have to make our own, you know, we make our own bed that we sleep in for this industry. Um, and he's, and we're talking about the spouse thing and, um, talk about how, how, how big of a role that has played into your success, like her, her support and her ability to you guys balance everything out. Yeah. So I, I wake up every day feeling unemployed. Um, and, That's a great way to wake up. <laughs> right? I'm a, I'm a giant ball of stress. Um, and and she, she is awesome at, at not letting that affect her. Okay. Um, she takes care of everything at home. Um, we, we joke... I don't know what's going on. Like she has to tell me things. She has to put stuff in my calendar. She'll remind me the morning of. Now remember, you're gonna come home at a normal hour today <laughs> because I have to go and do this. And I mean, I can think of a specific example. I'm on the phone in the airport. We're going on a trip. I hang up and I I turn to her and I say, she's packed everything for me. Okay. I say, where are we going? I, I didn't know where we were going. She is she is just phenomenal at at taking charge. I mean, I don't even know how to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> for for Christmas last year, I surprised her. Her favorite place in the world is New York City. Yeah. So I surprised her. Her sister, um, her youngest sister Jill, is a great artist. I had her paint a picture of the New York City skyline. And so she opened up that gift with tickets to New York City. It took me six hours to figure out how to buy a dumb plane ticket <laughs> that would get us home, to find a hotel that was a reasonable area in Manhattan that didn't charge you two thousand dollars a night. Yeah, I mean it took it took forever. I don't like I don't do that stuff. She takes care of all that. She takes care of all the bills. She pays everything. If she has a question about it, she comes and asks me. Um, I handle taxes and I work. She does phenomenal with everything else. You're the master of your trade. I'm the master of my trade. And, and your clients and friends can appreciate that because there's a reason why they use you for what you do. Not for buying plane tickets. You're not, you're not a, you're <laughs> Don't not, call me to buy a ticket. You're not a world traveler over here, but you're good at what you do, which is so awesome. Um, so well, you, you had two shout-outs from two, I'm sure, friends or clients. Jared Hernandez. Okay. Said, He's a realtor. Good story. Glad to have met you. And then uh, Ephraim Jondo. Yeah, another realtor. Uh, he said, "You demand, bro. Get it. You demand, Ephraim." <laughs> um, okay, you know, so I'll give I'll give him a shout out. Give he's, it to him. He's been coming for me for the last five years at Remax. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and 
and he's he's done awesome. He is he's made a name for himself. That's awesome. But every every year he he pushes me because he's always coming for me. So I have to do that much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, from you got you got to kick it up. You got to beat him one year. Um, that'll that'll re motivate you. That's right. To get even. I gotta higher. get out of here. I gotta go. Work. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're we're actually toward, toward the end of the show. Um, and I think your story has just been amazing. It's cool. It's cool that you you know a lot of people may just know you for you, but a lot of people may have not known the story of you literally out the door becoming a financial advisor and like yeah. that day and and that's part of the the rocky road, the roller coaster of this career that that you're here for your customers, but there's so much that goes on behind the scene getting home to your kids. Like we don't we don't work a 9 to 5 job. We work a 24/7 job and you know the common question that I get from my wife every day is when are you coming home today? Yeah. And it can be taxing because some days you want to come home at 2 but you can't. But there's some days where you do have the ability and and that's what people don't realize this constant juggling of we we value our customers so much, so much that you don't even you will never know how much somebody like Scott or myself value any of our customers who ever watch this. You have no clue. You have no clue how much stress that goes into how much we care about each and every one of you. And when somebody has a concern or may not be happy with something, it kills us inside. Yeah. And we want to make it so right. And you if you've listened to this whole interview, you'd know that from Scott. Like that's his personality. Um but just know like deep down, like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes at home in balancing all that out. And I hope, I hope anybody that listens to Scott's and knows Scott uses Scott appreciates that and may, maybe just has a little bit more appreciate, appreciation for him now um, when he, when he texts you back at nine o'clock for something. <laughs> um, so what advice Tim Reed says we love Scotty. Oh, thanks Tim. Um, Good client and friend. Ah, there you go. So what advice I always ask, I ask this in, at the end of every show. What advice do you have for somebody who is stuck in a nine to five job and unhappy or burnt out and, and just feels unfulfilled? That's a great question. Um, I, have a, I have a GIF on my phone of a guy standing in brown grass with a white picket fence and green grass on the other side. And as he climbs over the fence to the green grass, the grass turns brown and the brown grass turns green. And he looks at it and he climbs back over to his original side and he goes back and forth, back and forth. Um, I guess my advice would be grass is not always greener. My grass where I was, was green. And I just had to realize that for myself. I think wherever you are in life, you will always find, you will easily find and pick out the negative. It's our human nature mm -hmm. to find to find faults, to be negative. It's difficult to be positive. Um, and I think you can. There's a there's a phrase, the grass is green where you water it. So if you're stuck in that nine to five and you're unhappy you can you can still turn that into a good spot maybe maybe it's not right for you maybe you do need to get out and do something different and you'll be happier um but you also might find your happiness in that spot yeah i think we create we determine our own destiny you know we determine today i'm going to be happy and productive 
or today I'm going to mope. My dad, my dad always said, you can be two types of people. You can be the guy who gets up early, gets in the shower, sings in the shower, and goes back to bed. Or you can be the guy who gets up early, takes a shower, and gets to work. I think hard work solves about every problem there is. Yeah. Honesty and hard work will get you through anything. Yeah. Um, so if you're stuck in the 9 to 5, unhappy, maybe get out. Yeah. Maybe just change your, your perspective on things. Maybe work harder. Maybe do a little bit more um, service for others. You know, that's that's big for me. I found that the more that I do for someone else, the more it affects me in a positive light. Yeah. Where I'm I'm happier. Um, so I think you just got to look inside and, and figure out for yourself, what change do I need to make? And maybe it maybe it means a change in career or location. Maybe it just means a, a change in your mindset. Okay. I think uh, that's a perfect way to end this show. Scott, thank you for coming on. Really? Thank you. Well, Cameron Cumberford. Scott is always dressed for success. couple great guys are there. Cameron's, you, you know Cameron then. Yeah, Cameron's, Cameron's awesome. Yeah, Cameron's one of my appraisers. Yeah, he does a great Cameron, job. we love you. Um, all right, so S- Scott Cook, um, if anybody wants to ever reach out to you or just go have lunch with you, where do they find you? So my website, scottcookhomes.com, um, or you can give me a call, 480-993-9317. Perfect. Um, guys, listen to this. If you're just catch tuning in now and it's the end of it, play it back. Listen to it in passing. It'll be up on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't subscribed to the How I Built It podcast, um, make sure to do so so you can listen to other stories of other people in the community and, and what they're going through their journey. Um, and hopefully that can motivate you to, to do something or, or light, relight a fire if you're in a, in a rut. Um, really quick shout out to our sponsors one more time before the show is done. Empire West Title, Insurance Professionals of Arizona, and then Platinum Home Warranty. This show is by, Tiffany Cook said, is that my daddy from your little daughter? I think is why I'm watching. Um, <laughs> <Michael> <laughs> <Zach>. <laughs> um, if he, <laughs> I love that. See, that, 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 awesome. that. That's awesome right there. And she is the best. She is the cutest little, uh, she is everything. I, that girl is just the best. See, now what you need to do is go Apple TV onto this TV and just play the whole thing back for her later. Yeah. And then she'll think your dad's a YouTube star. Dad's famous. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Platinum Home Warranty, guys. Thank you guys for always being a sponsor of the show. Thank you, Lister Pro Studio. If anybody needs any media-related thing, use Lister Pros. They are awesome. Um, and then obviously this sh- show is brought to you by me, Andrew Augustiniak, the, uh, branch manager of the Augustiniak team at People's Mortgage. Anything home loan related, I'm your guy. Let me know. Shoot me a message and uh, we'll take care of you. Like we we're saying, customers to us mean more than anything. And you using us and, and, and your loyalty means so much. And that's why tomorrow I have my client appreciation event at, uh, we're doing Frozen 2 and, uh, and I actually have 10 seats left open. It's 229 person theater. And I just had 10 people canceled this morning just for family stuff. So if anybody wants to go, let me know before I get back to the office and resend it out to people who are waiting to get on. Um, hey, we've got ours tomorrow too. Do you really? Yeah. Where at? So Tumbleweed Park in Chandler. Barbecue. Yes. Prizes, music, games. It's awesome. Okay. So I, if you, anyone's welcome. Yeah. If you, if you are Scott's clients or friends, make sure to go. 11 to 2, Tumbleweed Park in Chandler. I'm glad I brought this up. Yeah. Because you have clients watching right now. Tim, Tim, you better be at Scott's Tim, event you tomorrow. better be there. You better be there. But we're super excited. And that's why we do things like this for our clients. We spend, 
we we give back to you. I, I and I'm sure you're gonna have raffle prizes or yep. something like that. If you're not, you better go to it right now. <laughs> no, there's a lot of them. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we're giving away TVs, Apple AirPods tomorrow, ring doorbells. So thank you for everything we do. You guys do to trust us with your business. Scott appreciates it more than ever. Absolutely. And we both have our customer appreciation event tomorrow. So you guys have a great weekend. I'll catch you next week on the podcast. Uh, make sure to subscribe on Apple. And we'll we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.